Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, welcome back. Welcome in. It is another edition of the Coaching Chatter Podcast. Actually, the final edition of the Coaching Chatter Podcast. Joining me, as always, is my man Craig Ladd. Craig, what's up? Not much, Corey. Sort of a tear in my eye for the last chatter, but uh, we've got uh, other things on the horizon, so we will not be uh, uh, void from the Believes Network. That is correct. Yes. Uh, the aforementioned, uh, we are not leaving you. We're just rebranding. So Craig and I will be with you. We will be representing the SEC East. Um, we will be talking about and previewing where we're going to be called. We're actually renaming ourselves to the Beast of the East. Okay. And that's that's what we got. Um, and, and we're going to be the the... What we're going to give you is a preview and an in-depth look at uh, at all sports in the Southeastern Conference uh, Eastern Division teams. So we're going to be looking at baseball, basketball, and and football. We will cross over a little bit into the West as we need to, as there are big matchups, you know, like Georgia, Auburn, Alabama, Tennessee, uh, things like that that we will that will give you. But we're going to really kind of focus on the East. We'll come at you uh, audio-wise on the Believe Podcast Network, as we always do. And you'll be able to find us where you find all of your podcasting uh, needs. So whether that be Google Play, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you, wherever you may try to find us, we will be there. And we'll also come at you video-wise on the platform Willis Digital Media. And... Uh, We'll be a little bit more concise uh, with our action. We'll have some guests that we'll integrate into the show. Uh, depending on the, the nature of the show, that guest might be with us the whole time, or they might just be with us for a segment. So um, I am excited to announce that we are rebranding to the Beast of the East. I'm excited to announce that we're going to be with Willis Digital Media on the video platform, and we're going to be... Uh, with you guys as always on the believe podcast network so we are the number one podcasting network for professionals craig i know that's exciting news it is uh i'm gonna be uh, looking for a makeup budget now yeah, if i'm right. gonna be on video that's right because i'll gotta, need plenty of it mm-hmm. <laughs> we got we got to lighten you up too uh we, yes. we got to get you you're gonna have to you're gonna have to tap into your inner uh teenage TikToker and buy one of those ring lights, probably. Yeah, yeah. I've got some lights around me. I just don't have them all right now, so ah, we're, we're okay. Yeah. yeah, that's all right. Because you can't see us right now because we're we're on we're on the we're on the audio cast. So, um, Beast of the East. So so be on the lookout for that uh, coming coming real soon. We are pre- uh, right now. We are presented by BetOnline.ag. Man, uh, did you did you watch that Hawks game last night? I did not. I did not catch it. I did see the final score, though, and saw where Trey Young went off. Man, that guy mm-hmm. has had an incredible uh, playoff series. Absolutely. Happy for the Hawks. I was a Hawks fan when I was in my teens uh, as we got cable TV and they were on TBS all the time and turned into a Hawks fan way back then. So happy for the Hawks. Absolutely. And and happy that they are uh, vindicated and in, in making their move, getting Trey Young instead of Luka Donacic. I mean, you can't go wrong with either player, but it seems like Trey Young is, is, is the 
perfect fit for the city of Atlanta, for that Hawks franchise, and, and a guy that can put the team on his back. So the month of June is heating up. There's a lot of exciting sports action. The The U.S. Open just happened. I hope you bet on that and made some, made some money there. Uh, of course, the NBA Conference Finals are happening right now. The Suns and the Clippers are locked up in what's going to be probably an epic series. Uh, the Hawks and the Bucks, uh, they're, they're locking horns. I'm, I'm expecting that to be a six, seven game series as well, uh, heading into uh, the month of July for the NBA finals. So from basketball to hockey playoffs to baseball's marquee matchups, including prop bets and features, bet online has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. So visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit so before the next tip off face off or pitch head on over to bet online and start playing today bet online your online sportsbook experts and also uh, we are brought to you by the hometown team keller williams realty uh, the kenny salas group uh, kenny and kelly are absolutely killing it in the real estate game here in middle tennessee uh, they focus on wilson county but i'm sure if you if you if you wanted to they could focus on davidson rutherford williamson uh, Sumner, whatever the, whatever other counties you may need, Putnam, whatever else borders uh, Wilson County, they could probably help you. They're that good. Uh, they're going to find you what you need. They're going to uh, they're going to get you set up. And and they have um, that. And if you follow them on social media, they always have some great drawings as far as being able to um, you know give you some cool prizes. Like I, I remember one drawing they had a few months ago. It was for a Blackstone Grill. Unfortunately, Kenny didn't rig the uh, raffle to, to let me win. Uh, so shame on you, Kenny. No, just kidding. But uh, it, it was some great prizes there. So if you follow them on social media, you can find them uh, at K Salas Realtor on Twitter. Uh, Kenny Salas on Facebook and Instagram. You can follow him, Kelly Salas as well. Uh, she is a actually a Wilson County or well, Wilson Central High School Hall of Famer uh, for the sport of golf. So congratulations to you, Kelly, as well. So we hope that they can uh, carry over and partner with us as we as we transition over to Beast of the East. I will talk to Kenny on that. But hometown team six one five dot com. Fill out the referral if you need a if you need a good home and you need one quick and you need agents that will work for you. The hometown team will, will get you taken care of. So Kenny Salas, hit him up. He's an LSU fan too, so he'll be um, he'll probably uh, we probably won't talk much LSU, but we might just for him just to make him feel better, right? No, so, let's don't. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love it. Um, anyway, no, we're we're beasts of the east. We're gonna stick to that. I, I was testing you, Craig. I was testing you. See, see, see if you were gonna stick to the brand. You are. So, uh, before we transition over to beasts of the east, uh, we're gonna get this final show uh, of coaching chatter. Uh, there's a lot of things to talk about in the world of college football. A lot of uh, you know the the uh, the name, image, likeness uh, legislation. What what that's going to cause, what implications that's going to have, what you know, what side effects I, I guess you could say uh, that that ruling is going to have. You have a 12-team playoff that's being proposed by the College Football Playoff Committee. Uh, that's going to be awesome. And then we're going to talk about some under. If we have time, we're going to talk about some underappreciated players in in the in the recent history, uh, in the in the in the most recent decade, I should say, or uh, century. Um, in college football. So from 2000 on, who are the most underappreciated uh, college football players uh, around? So uh, that this idea was inspired by a friend of mine slash Mike Farrell uh, for uh, he hosts the Believe in Vandy podcast. We'll definitely have him on Beast of the East uh, some. Uh, he is also Mike Farrell. Uh, he is the national football columnist for rivals.com. So we're, we're, uh, we're excited to, uh, we're excited to talk about that too, but let's get into this 12 team playoff, Craig. Um, first thought before, before I really get into some of the details going from four teams to 12 teams, just the, just the fact of, of upgrading from four to 12, what were your initial thoughts? Well, as a college football fan, I'd be ecstatic about it. I, I mean, I want more, really good quality football games with a lot on the line. And you're going to get more of those as a result of 12 versus four. I've always wanted 12 uh, versus the four. 
Mm-hmm. I just think it's it's more fair. You include more teams. You don't exclude, uh, for example, the group of five, which may have a very good team, and they're not excluded out of who, who you know, Coastal Carolina or Liberty could very well have been one of the top four teams in the country last year. Or you Cincinnati. Know, but, yeah, Cincinnati, another one. So I do like that part of it. And like I said, as a college football fan, you got to love the fact that you're going to, you're going to have some really, really good matchups at the end of the year. Uh, So I'm excited about it. Now the the question comes in, you know, you've got all these TV contracts for bowls, for example, that ESPN has, Uh, how are they going to circumnavigate that and have it immediately versus I think the contracts are over in 2026. So we'll see how they're going to work that out. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of a lot of negotiating, a lot of things to happen. But I mean, honestly, these bowl games are dying because I mean, you, you look at the crowds. There's nobody there. Like, you go to the the GoDaddy.com bowl. There's you know parents and and family there. It's like a high school. It's like a high school. They could they could go down to um what's a, what's a high school down in Mobile? They could whatever high school's down there. They could McGill Tulin. McGill Tulin. There you go. They could go yeah. to McGill Tulin and play the bowl game. You know, or they could go <laughs> like if they play the the Tangerine Bowl, they could go down to like uh I don't know. I, I'm I'm struggling with high school names, but they could go to like a local high school in Orlando and probably play the Tangerine Bowl. You know, so I, I think that, you know, moving kind of away from the the exhibition bowl stuff, I mean I I think there's a place for that. Like if, if you strip down some of the bowls and you reward you know, you reward teams that are that are you know seven wins or above, and you know you you want to play them in an exhibition game uh, to get them more tape for the NFL. Understand that you're going to have some opt outs, and that's okay. But just understand that it, it's it's really for what bowl games have become is is a way to evaluate players that didn't play a whole lot during the regular season, and for a way of fringe NFL guys to put just one more game on tape. So that's what bowl games are. That's what they should be. Um, and then leave the college football playoff. Uh, if you make it to the playoff, you know, then you're not going to have, you're not going to have any opt outs there. So I, I'm excited about it. I mean, I, I think you, I think it's, it's a way to get all your conference champions in, right? So you, you win a P5 conference, you should be in the playoff, right? It mm-hmm. doesn't matter. You know, I, I think Oregon should have been in the playoff. I think Oklahoma, I think Oklahoma should have been in the playoff. You know, I, I think you, know, you should award your conference champions. Even though with this scenario that they're proposing, if it was in play uh, last year, then Oregon would not be in. They would not have been in? No, they would not have been in. That's exactly wow. right. Mm-hmm. And the reason they were not, they were, they would not, they were not ranked high enough to be in. For example, qualify, yeah. they exactly Cincinnati and Coastal Carolina would be in, and then Oregon would not because they were number twenty-five in the final CFP rankings. So they would not have gotten in. Oh wow. Okay. So uh, let's 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 get into the details of what the proposal is then. Okay. Um, they the proposal goes as such all right uh they say no conference would qualify automatically and there would be no limit on the number of participants from from a conference okay so the proposal calls for a bracket each year to include the six highest ranked conference champions plus the six highest ranked other teams as determined by the college football playoff selection committee again no conference would qualify automatically there would be no limit on participants from a conference i'm reading this from collegefootballplayoff.com so if you're if you're wondering about the source, that's that's the source. Okay, so it goes as such: the four highest ranked conference champions would be seeded one through four. Each would receive a first round bye. The teams seeded five through twelve would play each other in the first round on the home field of the higher ranked team. So the team ranked five would host number twelve, so on and so forth. Right uh, under the proposal, the quarterfinals and semifinals would be played in bowl games. The championship game would continue to be a neutral site as under the current format. The four members of the working group, uh, you have Big 12 Commissioner, SEC Commissioner, Greg Sankey, Mountain West Conference Commissioner, and Notre Dame's Athletic Director uh, presented a recommendation today during a virtual meeting. All right. Um, So that's pretty much it right there. So you're going to get the first round is going to be 
uh, home site, and then the rest would be the rest would be bowl games. So uh, I, I think that's good. I, I think that you know it would also eliminate like if UConn won the won the conference. You know, I think UConn won the conference one year at like eight and four. They were they were not ranked and they won the conference and got into a BCS bowl uh, because they won the Big East. I, I think this format rewards conference champions and rewards teams that played well well enough to be ranked. So I, I think you're truly getting the best twelve teams. I don't think it waters down anything because you still have to win to give yourself a chance to qualify. It's not just, okay, we can do whatever. As long as we win the conference championship, we're in, you still got to be ranked and you still got to be ranked. I think in the top 12, top 15, probably uh, to be, to be considered for uh, a spot in the playoffs. So I I like it for that reason, because I don't, I I think it's the best of both worlds. I think you're, I think you're super inclusive. It's not watered down. And the regular season still has the same amount of importance as it always has. Well, you know, and as I said before, you know, Oregon not making it if it was this was this system was implemented last year because of the fact that they were not uh, of the power of the the power five conference champions. They were not one of the six highest ranked, which opened up the door for another spot for a second group of five champions. So. Mm-hmm. As a result, of Cincinnati and Coastal Carolina gets in. The thing that I'm looking at here, which is I find very interesting, is the fact that the independent FBS programs are not eligible for a first-round buy in the field of 12. So what this means, for example, Notre Dame was 10-2 and two last year, BYU 11-1, Liberty 10-1, and, and Army 9-3. Let's say... Let's say BYU goes undefeated and is number one this this fall, number one in the then the best they could do would be number five. Yep, because they're independent. So it's gonna yeah. it's gonna motivate them to join a conference. Absolutely. That that you you hit it right there. Does this force we know that Notre Dame played football in the ACC just because of the fact of COVID had a hard time scheduling, et cetera, et cetera. Does the ACC now, and they've played basketball in the ACC for several years. Yeah, they're, they're conference the AC- affiliate in every sport except for Yeah, football. exactly. Does the ACC strong arm Notre Dame and say, hey, look, you got to have, we got to have you as a full member. You got to be a full member to be, to, to get in this. Otherwise, why would the ACC then? I guess for the chance you got your charter members and then you got Notre Dame in there and you lose one of your charter members loses a spot in the playoffs because of no, you've allowed Notre Dame to be in, to play in your conference, but they're not quote unquote, a member of your conference. That's going to be interesting. Now also Corey BYU. Hey, would the, the PAC 12 would love to have BYU or the big becomes yeah, exactly. I think the Big Twelve because yeah, I, I think the well, they, they soured with the Mountain the West. Well, I say especially yeah. because the Pac twelve is down. As we mentioned, Oregon would not have made it, made it in. An eleven yeah. one BYU makes it in. Yeah, they last and, year. and they give they give Utah a natural in conference right. in state rivalry. So I, I think it's I think it's a win. Uh, I, I don't know that what the big 12 looks for as far as inviting members. I don't know if there's an academic component to it, which I'm sure BYU is uh, stellar and academic. I don't know if they look at other sports and what they bring to the table. I, I know that BYU, not BYU, but I know Boise state has been, uh, you know, linked to, to possible PAC 12 movement, but I, I think academics have, have kind of held back. I've heard uh, Boise state. So I, I think that'd be a great addition for the PAC 12. To, to get BYU. I also think the, the big 12 would, would benefit with that as well. And and so I think either way, whatever direction they choose to go, I think BYU would choose if given the choice, the PAC 12, but they may not be given that choice, but I think that you have to join a conference. Like I think army, I think would need to probably get back in the American conference. Right. Um, I, I think Liberty probably needs to get in the Sun Belt or the conference USA. You know, I, I think, you know, I think there's going to be some shifting around with some of these G5 teams. Like Cincinnati could, could become a, could become a Big 12 team. Also, I, I think uh, I don't know that the Big 10 would would want to 
introduce Cincinnati, but I think it would give, I think it would give a closer rival to West Virginia. I think it would, I think it would add a, another link to the map of, of travel for the big 12. It would make sense. Uh, it would make the most sense for big 10, but uh, I think the big 10 is, is good sitting at 14. I think the big 10 would be willing to trade Rutgers for, uh, for Cincinnati. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I think I, Ohio state may have a little something to say about Cincinnati getting the big 10, you know? Yeah. That, that's, that's why I don't think that they would ever join the big 10 because Ohio state would say, wait a minute, wait yeah. a minute. Cause they're so insecure about, you know, we've got to be the best team in our state. You know, they're, they're so insecure about that. So I don't know. It's weird, but well, I think, you know, I'll ask the question, does this, does this format officially end the independence? I would have to say, if you look at it on paper, obviously these teams are penalized for being independent. So I, I would just think that you would trial, you could to get into, be affiliated with a conference, which mm-hmm. in fact would end the independence. Uh, you know, and like yeah. I said, it, it's definitely, you know, a, a, I'll say the contenders, Notre Dame and BYU, you know, that it, it, that is a definite disadvantage if you are ranked in the top five. Well, I'll say one, two, or three. I'll say one or two, and you don't get a buy, one, two, three, or four. You, do, you don't get a buy and have to play a first-round team, you mm-hmm. know, and who knows? A five versus a 12, that 12 could be, for example, a Florida, mm-hmm. you know? Who knows? Somebody of that caliber, it's going to be a really good football team, and boom, you're out right off the bat. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I'm not so sure that, you know, Iowa State would have have not given Notre Dame all they could handle. Absolutely. And and that would, I mean, you know, I I like what they're doing out there in, in Ames, Iowa, so... You know, you got to be careful and you got to give yourself the best chance to get a buy. And if you can't get a buy as an independent, if I'm Jack Swarbuck right now, I, I'm on the phone with uh, Swafford over at the ACC. I'm, I'm saying, okay, what can I do to get in this conference? And I'm joining the ACC full time if I'm Notre Dame. That that's me. I'm joining the ACC full time if I'm Notre Dame. You can still schedule your big non-conference games, which is, you know, I, I think also, and this is the next layer of it, like scheduling, right? I, I think with it being so competitive, you know, I, I think they're going to look at scheduling too because it's a committee that's picking this thing, right? So they're going to look at. You know, strength of schedule is not like it was in the BCS where it's like an actual number that was calculated. I think these, you know, I think if there's a, I think if there's a dispute, they're going to look at a team and say, okay, this team played a P5 and a G5 non-conference. All right. This team played a G5 and an FCS non-conference. I think they're going to look at the resumes and say, okay, they're in, they're out, even though like Team A might have had one more loss than Team B, but Team A played a P five and a G five. That might give them that might give them that bump and, and say, let's say we're let's say we're looking at Florida versus Wisconsin, right? Let's say let's say Florida and Wisconsin are twelve and thirteen, okay? And you're looking at that twelve spot. Let's say Florida played, let's say Florida played Western Kentucky, and then they played uh, Bethune Cookman, right? And let's say Wisconsin played like Oregon and Buffalo as their non-conference. Let's let's just say, let's just say for for hypothetical purposes, Wisconsin's thirteen, Florida's twelve. Do you put Wisconsin ahead of Florida based on strength of schedule, based on resume? Even though Florida, let's say Florida's sitting at ten and two, Wisconsin's sitting at nine and three. What do you do? Well, that's a good question. You know. Um, like where does that come into play yeah, or does it come I, well, into play? Well, I would think it would, do, it would come into play obviously, uh, you know, but again, you know, it, there is no foolproof system unless you take everybody, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There's always going to be some controversy somewhere. Uh, I think it's going to have to be, they're going to really have to spell out exactly what the criteria 
is when this yeah. comes to this. Again, it's going to be interesting when it is the, as the scenario you proposed, uh, you got strength of schedule. Let's say the SEC strength of schedule overall. Let's say they're the top in the, in the country. And let's say the Big Ten is number four. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that has to play into it. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, it's uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how it is. I, I think it's a step in the right direction by adding more teams. I, I love that. Um, yeah. I, I love the fact, you know, like, for example, a Liberty, a Coastal Carolina, a Cincinnati can get into the playoffs now. I, I think that's right. the fair way to do things. Mm-hmm. Um don't get me wrong. I'm a big SEC guy, but also, you know, there's there's other really good football being played elsewhere. So I, I think, and it's proven with Cincinnati playing Georgia in the bowl game. They had a really good team. There's a lot of people who thought Georgia would blow them out. That was not the case at all. That was a mm-hmm. really, really good football team. Mm-hmm. They were. Um, they, they played hard. And uh, I, I really, you know, I was one of those that was like, okay, Georgia's super talented, but I, I didn't realize – how talented and how hard Cincinnati played that game. And I, I think that once Georgia kind of woke up in the second half, you know, you, you saw talent and conditioning and depth kind of take over in that game. And I think that was the story story of that. But, I mean, Cincinnati had a great chance to win that game. And, and so I think that adding more teams builds more drama. And at the end of the day, that's what you want, right? It's never going to be perfect. Never. You're always going to have a debate, whether it's four teams, eight teams, 12 teams, 64 teams, 24 teams. You're always going to have that debate, right? You're always going to have every year, there's always going to be a team that you feel like shouldn't be in it, that's in it, and vice versa. There's always going to be that scenario. But the fact that they're being more inclusive, they're giving more people a chance, I, I think adds to the credibility of, okay, now you have to win a gauntlet of games to be the national champion. I think it's more of a true national champion at 12 than it ever was at four. Because, I agree. Because you, you get you get teams that won their respective conferences. You get, you get other teams that are playing extremely well down the stretch of the season. You never know, right? You never know. Like the, the New York Giants in 2007 was a wild card team. They were road warriors. They won every game on the road. Uh, and I know that's an NFL example, but you get a team that's extremely hot down the stretch, you never know what could have happened, right? Like, let's say Florida gets in, right? Florida would have gotten in this this format. Let's say they get in and their their entire offense doesn't opt out of the opt out of the playoff, right? Who knows? They could have they we could have been on a collision course for Alabama versus Florida in the national championship. And and I'm not so I'm not so sure that Florida wouldn't have won the second time around, and that pains me to say it as as a Georgia fan. But I, you know I I think you I think you get a team that could get hot, or you get a team that truly shows that they're the best. They run through the gauntlet of teams and they win, 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 and then they're champions, right? And I I think that's a more authentic result. I think it's a I think it's a fair thing for. Um, for it and I think it rewards conference champions and it rewards great regular season play and that's what I like about it. it's the best of all worlds to me well and I think too going to 12 versus four uh it, it helps and in the fact that it takes quote unquote man away from uh the human element away from determining who the four are and i think you're you, the 12 you're able with an expanded field you're able to get teams in that have the body of work uh on the football field versus a committee deciding just four Exactly. I like that. I like that fact of it too. I like. To, I like it to be determined on the field versus mm-hmm. just four versus twelve. I like that. Now, you and I talked before we went on the air. For example, let's 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 talk about. Let's say the SEC. Let's say Georgia and Alabama are undefeated going in the SEC championship. They're both ranked in the top five. We'll say one of them's one and the other one's two. Mm-hmm. Obviously, somebody's going to lose. Okay, right now, one of the that loser 
the best there can hope for now with that loss is a five, a five seed, the top Mm -hmm. seed, five seed. Are you penalizing a Georgia or Alabama that has gone undefeated the entire year? Let's say they lose by one point. One of them losing by one point in the SEC championship game on just a last second play, whatever. But you're taking other teams that are not as good as a Georgia, for example, or an Alabama ahead of them because they did not, they're not, they didn't win the SEC championship game. Here's your solution. Win the cha- win the championship. Play it out on well, the field. This like is if true. they're if they're truly the best team, they will run the table. Like you're not a conference champion. You don't qualify for for a top. You don't qualify for a bye. That that's that's an incentive of winning the SEC championship because you know it's not fair to the conference it's not fair to the team that beat you to not get a bye. Like let's say Georgia wins that game by a point. And Alabama gets to buy, and Georgia has to play the five seed. It, and Georgia won the conference. That's not yes. fair either. And I would say yeah. the same if it was LSU, Auburn, whoever. I don't care. If you win the conference, you should qualify for the buy. If you do not, get your butt in the five through twelve and win. Like if Alabama really wants to be national championship, they will win. And if they're truly as good as everybody thinks, they will win. They will play it out. They will probably get the five seed, and they'll probably host. They'll probably blow out whoever they host, and then they'll run the table if they're that good. It'll play out on the field, right? And that's the beauty of it. Like they don't have to make that decision. It's Georgia gets to buy, Alabama goes to five seed. They'll go to the highest non non buy seed because you're still rewarding them for having a great season. You're just not giving them the incentive of getting the buy, which I think is the purpose of that. Do you think they're going to tie in the bowls once they get to after the first round, for example, then they start going into the the quarterfinals? Do you think then that they they tie in the bowls there, for example? Yeah, yeah they will. Uh, yeah. yeah, they will. You know, they'll start uh, five versus twelve is at the five home field, and then mm-hmm. when the other the four buys get involved in it, then you go to a bowl neutral site, yeah. quote unquote bowl. Yeah, and and then you'll get. Uh, Let's see, quarterfinals, you'll have, what, four games? Yeah, you'll have four games in the quarterfinals. So that'll be, yeah, you'll take your top, and then the semifinals will be two games. So you have four, six, you have seven games, right? Mm-hmm. And you'll have seven games. That'll be probably your top seven grossing bowls, right? So whatever, whatever bowls are already in the playoff rotation, uh, plus probably one more. So you have, I think it'll just rotate. And then you'll have one of those sites also host the national championship. So it, it'll kind of run the, the, the way it has. So like the New Year's mm-hmm. Six will just kind of be the playoff quarterfinals. And then the the two bowls selected for the semifinal will be the semifinal. And then the final will be one of those six places. Or they might just go completely off the radar and just pick, you know, pick a pick a completely different neutral site just based on city. So, uh, yeah, I think the New Year's Six Bowls, the, the Cotton, the Peach, Fiesta, uh, Citrus, Rose, and Sugar will all be quarterfinal, semifinal games. Absolutely. Yes. Which I like. I mean, yeah. I, you know, you're incorporating the bowls, and I, and I think you can keep the bowls, uh, those teams that don't make it into the 12, for example, you know, they can play in bowl games uh, just like they are now. Uh, I I think there's a way to incorporate the bowl. I don't think that they're going to completely get rid of the other bowls. There's been too much of a relationship for many, many, many years Mm -hmm. uh, with the bowls and and these uh, schools. Uh, So I think they'll do that. And I mean, just to be quite honest, you know, if whatever fan you are of whatever school, you know, you're going to watch that bowl game and there is plenty, you know, it's been proven obviously that college football uh, is gets great TV numbers and, you know, they, they have these games on TV for a reason. Otherwise they wouldn't, Uh, they're making money off of them and people are watching them. And I still think that will continue uh, to do now, obviously, you know, the money that's going to be generated from this, you know, we're talking 
you know, if you got exclusive rights to all of these games, mm-hmm. I, I'm, you know, I'm thinking a billion dollars. And I mean, you can't, you can't, obviously you can't sneeze at that kind of money. That's just incredible money. Uh, that that the possibility yeah. of being able for TV a TV network to purchase uh, you know that the quote unquote twelve team tournament to televise yeah absolutely absolutely so uh, it's going to be all in all good as this thing unfolds we'll continue to to react as we get as more details come out about this proposal and about this format uh, but this seems to be the best format for for everybody and and I think the bowl the the actual uh, exhibition bowls will still exist probably not as many of them and, and they'll probably be more inclusive to g5 uh, than they ever were but uh, i'm excited for it so let's move on there's another big piece of legislature that came out uh, name image likeness so you're starting to see and i think it's i think it's legislated state by state i believe um well let's talk about some of the side effects okay so um there's going to be some changes to college football right um and there's going to be, I mean, we're, we're a banana peel away from just these, these college football players and college athletes just being professionals and, you know, they pay their tuition and they, they get, they get paid. So, um, but as it stands right now, I think you got to look at, you know, there's going to be lawsuits, right? There's going to be transfer portal increases. There are going to be players sitting out. You're going to start to see agents, you know, maybe some player coach disputes, balance of power, locker room disruption, conflicts of interest, things like that. So let's start with lawsuits, right? Um, There's going to be probably an increase of lawsuits. Basically, hey, I'm promised one thing by college in regards to their potential earnings. It doesn't happen. Lawsuit. What do you think of that? Do you, do you think that's going to be a major issue? Is it going to be a minor issue? Or do you kind of see it being so minor that it's not even a factor? I think it's going to be an issue. Um, it, it, when it comes to money, and you know this, core. when it comes to money, there's, uh, you know, people are different. They react different uh, when it comes to that. Uh, families split. Uh, numerous times when it comes to money and this is going to be a marriage quote unquote marriage made in heaven and then all of a sudden when things don't materialize then you're going to go into a court of law Mm -hmm. Um, it's unfortunate that's probably it's going to happen it's going to happen and i think too this thing is I, i liken this to for example uh let's say uh you know uh, the U.S. Uh, explore, you know, uh, I said goes to Mars, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, and technically, you're not going to know really how the surface is going to be, what what all's going to happen until you get there. For example, right. you can you know you can get all the study all that, and they they pretty much know, but you're technically not going to know everything. And this is this is where I like in this. There, this is, uh, you know, exploring new territory. This is Christopher Columbus coming to the U.S. here for the first mm-hmm. time and seeing, you know, this vast country, uh, you know, North America. Mm-hmm. I think it's like that. They are not going to know what's ahead until it actually starts happening. There is no way for them to be able to uh, figure out every scenario that could possibly happen uh, as a result of this. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be case by case. You're gonna see it pop up, and it's gonna be something that they've, they've never seen before. There's gonna be new precedents being set with lawsuits, payments, all kind of things. So that leads me to the next point. You know, transfer portal, right? You know, I, I think some would say that it'd be less crowded because uh, you might get more. Uh, you might get some people that are making money that are happy to be making money and 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 they're good, but then you know there might be some there might be some other other factors included as well. Like you know do do you have a do you have a program that is promised a lot and do you have a, a kid that's disgruntled like like a quarterback saying okay I I didn't win the the starter job but I can go to I can transfer to to Ohio State. And, you know, 
I could be the starter and 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 make some money there as as the starter. And do you do you see an increase? I kind of see an increase to me um, as far as you know guys that see opportunity elsewhere and going and getting it. Like let's say let's say a company in Dallas says, okay, if you if you know if you transfer to you know we'll 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 sponsor you, but you got to be a member of the Texas Longhorns or you got to be somebody at TCU. You know, you know, if, if you're the starting quarterback at TCU, we'll, you know, we'll give you this and they transfer. So like I wonder how much tampering would would happen with businesses and, and how that would affect the transfer portal. Well, I, you know, I agree. I, I think it's gonna be uh wild west. Like it like it's not already not that way now. I think it could possibly get a little worse. Um yeah. because it's gonna be so many other factors involved in this. And as you said, what what's gonna stop me, for example, reaching out to, I'll say JT Daniels, who doesn't ends up having another year, has a bat for whatever reason, loses his job at, at Georgia, doesn't have a good year. I say, hey, JT, come on, you know, come on down here to Texas. I'm going to give you a clothing line endorsement, going to give you $2,000 a month. Boom. And I'm here to announce my. Trans- my attention to transfer <laughs> to Texas. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, all I got to do is wear just, a cowboy hat. I'm, I'm good. That's right. <laughs> I, this opens up so many. This is Pandora's box. You know, there. It, it, it's just in. It's going to open up so many things that they are not going to have a clue as to how to react to them right off the bat. It's going to catch them off guard because there's no way to know every scenario. Plus the fact, Corey, you know, the NCAA is not known for uh, it, it, it's it's for its uh, I'll say quickness in resolving situations. No, um, and this is just gonna it's gonna muddy the water even more uh, as a result of this. Uh, does the NCAA now say, okay, we've got to hire so many more of these enforcement agents because of all this? But probably not. No, they won't. They, probably they, not. They won't. You know, and they're already woefully behind as it is now. For mm-hmm. example, University of Tennessee. We still don't know anything about that at this point. We don't know what their punishment's going to be. So they are going through a recruiting, quote unquote, a recruiting season right now, critical part, you know not knowing what's going to happen to them, not only this coming season, but the future. Yeah, no doubt. And that's going to be muddy. How how do you enforce a lot of this stuff? How do you, you know, how do you manage agents in college football? Cause you know, that's going to happen. Um, how do you, how do you navigate now players thinking, okay, I'm a big enough star. I'm making enough money. Do companies have clauses in there that, Hey, you're not getting paid unless you play. Um, do, do this, does more players sit out? Does the playoff expanding to 12 a result of, okay, we've got this NIL thing. So we got to make sure that kit, these people are, you know, incentivized for playing in these, in the, in these uh, seasons, right? Do, com- you know, I, I see companies, you know, holding players feet to the fire, honestly, um, and saying, okay, we'll give you a huge incentive if you make the playoffs, right? Well, you know, like let's say let's say Kroger wants to sponsor a Kentucky player. Like, hey, if you make the playoff, we'll give you this. Hey, we'll, we'll give you we'll give you three stores <laughs> in Lexington, <laughs> Louisville, and Bowling Green. Right? We'll, we'll just give you three stores, and and you don't have to do anything. You just make all the money off of it, right? Or what, whatever they say, whatever incentives that they that they want to give. Like, I I see that happening. So, to me. I don't see players really sitting out because I, I think businesses will put in clauses that if you play and make the playoffs, you're going to get paid pretty handsomely. Um, but you're, you're going to always have from here until the end of time, you're always going to have one or two players that say, I'm going to skip my senior year. I'm going to prepare for the NFL draft. I have, I've made enough money in my first three years. I'm going to skip, or I've made enough money in my first two years. I'm going to skip my third year and, and, uh, and, and prepare for the draft. You're always going to have that. You know, let's say let's say you're NFL star, uh, you know, you're you're projected top 10 pick and you're at a school like Purdue. Like, are you really going to play your junior year? You've got money. You know, you know, you're going to see some of that. Right. 
You're going to see players that are more comfortable because they have money. They're not as hungry to play because they're going to have some of that money. But I, I, I see businesses, and you may agree, disagree, but I see businesses having like clauses in there like, hey, if you quit, then you you nullify this this contract. So I think it's going to be – I don't think that's going to be as big of a problem as people think maybe. Well, do you have a bidding war for – Let's say I'll I'll just say Arch Manning. How about that? Yeah. Okay. Do we have a bidding war for Arch Manning? Yes, we do. Whereas, whereas, um, let's say Ohio State has uh, a huge uh, booster that has a huge company, and they say, okay, hey, uh, we need you to offer him a huge quote unquote endorsement contract. So they're going to be sit. It's just going to be one per. They're going to have to each school that's in there is going to have to top the other one. Mm-hmm. And then also, you talked about a good point about the agents. What's going to stop an agent, for example, from a kid hiring an agent to take care of this? If he's a top player, he's going to have a lot of things going on. You know, why not hire an agent to handle all of it? Okay, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, this 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 player loses his job. Is the agent going to call Nick Saban and say, hey, Nick, uh, you need to be playing my guy, you know? You need no, to be playing the, my the, guy because the, the agent, be I, obviously the agent wants him to play because that's more more money for him, more endorsements for him. So obviously it's going it's to be just like professional sports now, you know, they're in, especially Scott Boris, for example, in baseball, he rattles off his mouth and talks to owners and quote unquote all the time, you know, representing his guys. Yeah, no. What's going to stop that from happening in college, college athletics? No, in, in college you're going to see, all right, you lost your job at Alabama. You're going to say, you're going to get on the phone with Nick Saban and, and say your piece. And Nick Saban is going to tell you to, you know, shove it somewhere. And then his next phone call, boop, 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 boop. Uh, Kirby Smart. Yeah. Uh, I got a guy for you. Um, That's right. Do you want him? You know, I, I, I've got it. They have a basic, they have a, this, uh, he, his current endorsements are XYZ. They have hubs in Atlanta and they're willing to sponsor him if he transfers to Georgia, can you take him? Yes or no? And Kirby Smart's probably like, yes, we'll take him. You know, if he's an impact player, like, yeah, we'll take him. Or he gets on the phone with, like, Ryan Day. Or he gets on the phone with Sark. Hey, Sark, you want to stick it to your former boss? Yeah, I got a guy. Um, they have a hub in Dallas. They're willing to, uh, They're willing to. you know, whatever. I think you're going to see a lot of that. I think you're going to see a lot of, like, they're on the phone with other programs trying to find a spot. You know, absolutely. That that's kind of unlike NFL. Like NFL is sort of like that, but I think college would be more in that regard of they're looking for transfer portal debt. Like you have agents handling transfer portal recruiting now, and and well, so, yeah, and it, it'll be like free agency in professional sports. You know, mm-hmm. these agents drum up a lot of things to get the price driven up. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for example. Julio Jones, do you really think there's an NFL team that offered the Falcons a first-round pick? And if no. so, why didn't they take it? Yeah, no, there, there's not. You know what I'm saying? There's that, not. That's, so they're drumming up things like, that's going to be happening here too. Oh, you yeah. Know? Yeah, they're going to be like, yeah, they're going to make up all kind of stuff. You know, they're going to say, yeah, this NFL, this, this NFL GM – you know, they're gonna you know, they're gonna talk to some they're gonna talk to like Todd Light of the Tampa Bay Bucks, right? And they're gonna say, "Hey, what do you think of this kid?" And he's like, "Yeah, I like this kid." And it, they're gonna take that statement and say, they're gonna they're gonna twist it and saying, you know, there's an NFL GM that said they would they would draft this guy top five right now, you know, and they won't name the GM, but they'll say there's a GM out there that wants to draft this guy top five. Why do you not want him in your program? You know, you and and that'll drum up business that'll drum up you know hey and there's some coaches that are weak enough that'll be like oh i gotta play this kid now and so there'll be some politics so there'll be some player coach disputes there'll be some locker room you know disruption you know you gotta you got a an all-american guard that's not making this you know that's got bucky's used tire depot as his sponsor and he's making five hundred dollars a month and then you got you know qb1 who's got adidas it's making like $4,000 $4,000 a month, you know, and, or like your, you know, your, your Keely Ringo at Georgia and you're making, 
you know, you're making $700 a month based on uh, Athens Country Club sponsor for, you know, $700 a month. Well, you get Tyke Smith, who just transferred in. He's cornerback one. He's getting a lot of the notoriety. Let's say he gets Zaxby's for twelve hundred a month. Do you not? Do you think there's going to be a little jealousy there? Do you think there's going to be a little little bit of locker room competition? Like I think you're going to see a lot of teammates starting to to hate each other more, right? No, I agree with you. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Like I said, money changes people. Uh, you know, and this this is as I said before is is opening Pandora's box because we have no idea what can happen. There's a many, 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 many people out there that are much smarter than myself that are going to find loopholes and going to find other ways to circumnavigate the rules and not necessarily break them, but bend them to the point where it's about to break, but they're not broken. And we're going to see so much, uh, so many things that we never thought possible uh, mm-hmm. happening as a result of this. Yeah, no doubt. And I think conflicts of interest also, like let's say you go to an Under Armour school, let's say you go to uh, Auburn, and Nike wants you, right? How does that work? Like, right, absolutely. Like, do you, like, like, how does that work? Like, I, I know like in the NFL, like you might be an Under Armour guy, but your team, you know, obviously the league, uh, league apparel, team sponsored apparel, team apparel is Nike, right? But like Tom Brady's an Under Armour guy, so he wears Under Armour cleats in any peripherals. I, I think, and I think that's what would happen in college. Like, let's say you go to, let's say you go to Auburn and you're a Nike guy, you know, you're you'll probably, you know, schools will have to be okay with you wearing peripheral stuff as long as anything that says Auburn on it is under armor you're good and i think that it's going to be i think it's going to be treated like like the professional sports like now the nba has a nike contract for their team apparel for any official nba or team apparel it's got to be nike but my thing is what if you know because coke and coke and pepsi are, are coming to this right or coke and gatorade come into this right let's say you go to a coke school like George is a Coke campus, right? You cannot have a Gatorade at Georgia. Like if you're if you're an official, if you're seen in an official capacity. Like if you're on TV and you're sipping a Gatorade and you're wearing Georgia apparel, Coke is going to be real unhappy about that. So how does that work? Does does Coke now start giving these players? Like, do they start kicking in, like paying the players as part of their contract to make sure that they don't get Gatorade? Like, how does that, how does that happen now? Well, too, you know, I'm thinking about when you're talking about that, I'm thinking about car dealerships. What if the coach has an endorsement for, let's say, for example, Nick Saban. I think it's an individual deal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Nick Saban's has, you know, he has Mercedes Benz. Uh, dealership here in Nashville. You know, he's involved in Mercedes Benz. He's a partner in that. You know, and let's say uh, you you got to your, uh, let's say Bryce Young, he gets an endorsement from Chevrolet, you know, and all of a sudden uh, they come to, uh, to, to Nick uh, and say, hey, look, you know, you got this guy right here, Chevrolet. He's showing up, you know, with Chevrolet. Uh, on him and your Mercedes Benz guys, is this what's up with that? I I think in that regard, I think capitalism takes over and Mercedes Benz just has to pony up at that yeah. point, right? Because um, I mean, Nick Saban's a minority partner, so there's not there's not a whole lot. Like, I, I'm sure he'll work to get a deal. I'm sure he would probably manage that to to be able to to get Bryce to sign with Mercedes Benz. But I, I think when you're dealing with peripheral stuff like that i think it's capitalism right when you're dealing with things that are going to be on the body that's where it kind of gets tricky where where it's like apparel like nike and adidas and under armor or it's like your beverage choice like you know you can't like you can't have powerade and caterade on the sideline to you know so there's got to be some sort of deal that's worked out between 
with that, what the schools are saying, hey, if, if you're on the field in an official capacity and you're a Gatorade guy, like you you just you can't do that. Like you, you know, there's got to be clauses in there that say, you know, you know, school school takes school sponsorships take precedent, I guess. So like well, school dude, sponsorships would include official team apparel. Right. And well, to, whatever whatever beverage partner they are. Yeah. What's going to stop, for example, let's just say, you know, stop guys from putting putting something on their uniform. You know, they may stop it, but then all of a sudden you take off your helmet and you got a headband, headband on and it's got your, you know, the company you're endorsing. At what point? I mean, where does the NCA fall in that? I mean, that's not really an official it's, it's, part of the uniform. No, it's, it's a headband. It's, yeah, it's it's a headband. Headbands, armbands, socks, and shoes are considered, and gloves are considered. Actually, I don't know about gloves. Gloves, could, I guess, gloves are peripheral too. Anything on the arms, anything below the knees, anything that's not a part of the official uniform—the helmet, shoulder pads, and pants. They're going to be walk, they're going to be a walking billboard. They are. Yeah, you're going to see it. <laughs> I mean, it. You know, you just look at the NFL. You know, just look at the NFL. I think you're going to see companies sponsor teams so that they can kind of pay out too as well. I think right, you're going to, right. I think you're going to see that kind of like I'm looking at a picture of the Baltimore Ravens, like their practice uniforms. So any any photo taken at practice, you see that Ford logo, right, mm-hmm. on their practice jersey or you know what whatever you know whatever other company decides to. Whatever. So you're you're gonna see that, yes. But in the NFL, they're not they're not really walking billboards, you know, as far as like putting stuff on their body. Like if it's an Under Armour guy, they're gonna wear Under Armour gloves. Like Julio wears Under Armour cleats, gloves, and any peripheral, right? He'll wear an Under Armour headband. He'll wear Under Armour wristbands. Uh, he'll wear Under Armour gloves and Under Armour shoes um, because they can't violate. The, the team contract, right? They can't violate the, the league apparel contract with Nike. So they have to result with commercials and peripherals. So you're going to see a lot of commercials that feature these players. You're going to see a lot of billboards that feature these players, a lot of like cardboard cutouts in stores. Like the big stars might have their own line. So like you could you could possibly see the, the Sam Howell line. Uh, like let's say Trevor Lawrence signed an Adidas deal, right? Let's say he signed that last year while he was still at Clemson. Like you would see the Under Armour Trevor Lawrence line, like they would make his own little deal because they know he's going to be number one pick in the, in the draft. So they would have already had his stuff out. Like Cam, the Cam Newton line, like that would have been a thing in college while he was at Auburn, like right. And since he signed with Under Armour, it would have kind of gone with Auburn and their deal with Under Armour. So that would have been that would have been a perfect match. Uh, and, and occasionally you're going to get perfect matches like that. But in the in this in the the, the way of the conflicts, the team apparel contract is going to take precedent over what jersey you wear or anything that says University of whatever, right? University of Wisconsin, University of Georgia, Auburn University, Ohio State University, Oklahoma University, like whatever their contract is, anything that says or has that logo is going to be like Oklahoma's Jordan brand. So anything that has OU on it or Sooners or Oklahoma is going to have that Jumpman on it, right? But if you wear the if you wear a Jumpman Oklahoma shirt and an Under Armour hat, they can't really like you can't wear an Oklahoma Under Armour hat. You got to wear just an under a basic Under Armour hat that can be the colors, but it can't have the official logo. Like you can imply it, but you can't do it. So you're going to see a lot of like team color apparel that these guys wear that are bland, like like a burnt orange Under Armour shirt. Like let's say there's an Under Armour guy that signs at Texas, you're gonna have he's gonna probably work out in burn orange, plain burn orange t-shirts, unless he's in an official team setting, right? That's that's the way I see it. And they're gonna they're gonna yeah. have Under Armour commercials. They're gonna have yeah different things. So well, you're gonna have alcohol too. And now that they've you know many schools are have allowed, uh, it's like the SEC have allowed alcohol sales during games. That's gonna follow. That'll probably follow federal alcohol laws like you can't endorse a 20 year old yeah exactly if, if you're 18 years old and you've got a miller <laughs> you got miller light on your socks you know yeah, that's not gonna happen yeah 
that's not going to happen. <laughs> I can see these guys <laughs> driving like NASCAR type cars. Like they get a Chevy deal and then they put all their sponsorships on there. Right. I could see them driving like NASCARs, you know? Yeah. That'd be kind of funny. Um, or it would be funny. It probably never happened, but it'd be hilarious if like they, they, their helmets were decorated like a NASCAR. Yes. Like they had all the stickers of all their endorsements <laughs> on there. That'd be hilarious. It's not going to happen, but that'd be hilarious. But uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I don't see the whole conflict of interest thing being because I think they're going to handle it like the NFL does. Like anything that's official team, anything that's affiliated officially with the team or the organization is that. And then whatever else you got is on the peripheral. So like you can't wear a Baltimore like there's not an official Baltimore Ravens Adidas T-shirt. You can't do that. That's copyright or that's that violates that contract and that that can't happen. But you can wear a purple Adidas shirt. Right. You could do that. Yes. You know, but you're if you're an official team capacity, you're going to wear the official team gear like at practice. You're going to wear official team gear. But your peripherals are going to be whatever. So they're going to still see that stuff, right? Like they're going to still see the gloves, the eye black, the headband, the socks. Or actually, no, the socks will be team issued, but the shoes, right? So Nike's going to stop providing shoes probably. Um, or they'll, they won't stop providing shoes, but they'll they'll you know they'll they'll probably not be as strict on the shoes, wearing the shoes for for these schools, right? But I, I think there's going to be schools like Oregon. Like, let's say you go to Oregon or Maryland, right? Under Armour's founder is a uh, mm-hmm. Maryland alum. Nike's right. founder is an Oregon alum, right? Phil Knight. Do you think part of signing with Oregon is you're Nike and that's it? Well, uh, yeah. I, I think I, I, I'm like you. I don't think there is any way in God's green earth you're going to see anybody in an Oregon uniform representing Oregon with anything but Nike. Yeah. He'll make Including sure of that. Perf- yeah. He'll make sure yeah. that he'll make sure that with, with peripherals and everything. Same with Maryland. Like I don't see a single shred of Nike on Maryland's campus ever happening. No. Right. No. And then no. Adidas, I think you're good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think, I think Adidas schools will, will suffer. Um, Adidas will have to like, for, be forced to have like a peripheral live off their peripheral contracts uh, which is they kind of already do but like they still have Georgia Tech and Nebraska that are that are keeping them afloat but they're struggling they're gonna have to up their game so but anyway Craig we're we're, we're approaching that uh, that hour mark uh, so we're gonna cut it off there uh, moving forward we're gonna like I said we're gonna be the beast of the east I'm excited about that we're gonna be on Willis Digital Media uh, we're also going to be right here on Believe. That's not going to change. The only thing that's going to change is you're going to see our faces now, and, and Craig's going to get a sponsorship from a makeup company. Um, he's going to get his uh, makeup uh, donated by Maybelline. Yes. You know, look maybe good, it's Craig, makeup. maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> um, so th- that's a potential sponsor, right? Maybelline. Hey, that's looking. right. Hey, hey, yeah. it, it, it's fair game for us. You know, hey, yeah. I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to have sponsors all over me. I'm going to have stickers on my forehead since we're going to be on TV now. Fortunately for us, we don't have a non-compete, <laughs> so I can wear whatever the hell I want to um, and and drink whatever the hell I want to. So, um, but yeah, betonline.ag has been a great sponsor. Hopefully they'll still be with us. I think they will. Um but uh, yeah, this is this is uh, this is the official series finale of the Coaching Chatter podcast. We can still have Coaching Chatter segments if we if we still and keep the door open for coaching guests, and so we can have Coaching Chatter segments, uh, preferably in the off season, or have a Coaching Chatter episode where it's like on Black Monday. You know, we talk about all the the, the movement after the season with with coaches. Those can that can still exist. So coaching chatter is not dead. It's just going to be from the the title of the show to now a segment title, and we're going to be the beast of the east. So I'm excited for it. Um, you should be too. It's gonna. This is all going to feed into SEC After Dark, which is a show that's going to be uh, which is going to be a big fixture of the Palmcast and Willis Digital Media. That's going to be kind of like the. Uh, the Palmcast and SEC After Dark are going to be the two flagship shows for for Willis Digital Media, and uh, and then everything else is going to kind of fall in line. So 
Beast of the East, and then there's going to be a Best of the West as well. That's going to be some other Western uh, belief hosts that are going to host that. Uh, I'm excited for that. And and Steve Willis is providing us with a platform to to continue what we do. So with that being said, we are the Coaching Chatter Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. This is uh, the final time that I will ever say that. Uh, we are presented by Bet Online, and we'll continue to be presented by BetOnline.ag. Kenny Salas, uh, Keller Williams, hometown team Realty, also uh, a providing sponsor for the show. Hopefully, they'll they'll carry over with us. And uh, we thank you for listening. We look forward to seeing you in the future, and we look forward to you seeing us in the future, literally and figuratively. So that being said, I'm Corey Burton. That's Craig Ladd. We are the Coaching Chatter Podcast, soon to be Beast of the East. And uh, we thank you for listening. Have a great weekend. We'll see you back next time, and we'll be beastly. Goodbye. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.